can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Welcome to the Talking Pools podcast. I'm Andrea. I'm Rudy. Did you see? There is what? an Andrea meme floating around based off of the podcast. Did you see it? I saw it. I tagged I you in it. it. I was hoping you saw it. It's uh, I Yes, thank you for tagging me because I hadn't seen it until you tagged me. But yes, that was delightful. It was, it was about the episode where you spoke about how one of your pools had drained halfway. And Alex, mm-hmm. is it Coin C O Y N E Coin Alex Coin Con? I think that's right. Anyway, so he made a meme. It's circulating now. I think it's going to go viral. But it has <laughs> there's a it's it says this is how Andrea explains the loss of water in her hundred twenty thousand gallon pool, and it's a guy standing in front of a murder board with all the string and the it's yarn. The, and it's Charlie Day. Point. It's from the it's the Always Sunny in Philadelphia from the. <laughs> I laughed my ass. I tell I literally fell out of my seat on that one. It was awesome. Even though it was you who were the one that made it all confusing because you kept interrupting me with somehow you got on the vac port and I don't even know where you got all that from. I told I said vac pump and you thought I said vac port. It doesn't matter. Totally we're, we're not doing it again. <laughs> it wasn't me. It's never it was totally. It whatever. We'll let them vote. <laughs> if you think it was Andrea. Oh boy. So what's on your mind today? What are you up to? I heard you have uh, a new startup that you've been working on. True? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's been fun. Um, how's that how's that going? Thanks to a friend of mine, I'm helping him out. Um, it's going pretty well so far. Um I was there yesterday. I gotta go back tomorrow. I'm gonna clean the filters. Did you hear it? I thought the best way to get started here on the subject of fresh plaster startup would be just to cliff note it. So I'm going to go through, I'm going to cliff note the process. I'm going to use the National Plaster Council's uh, guidelines, give you the cliff note version. Then when we're done, Andrea and I will talk with you guys about it a little bit. Some uh, She currently has a fresh plaster startup going on right now. So just some of the different things that she runs into. First, we're going to start with the cliff note version. And again, this is the National Plaster Council's version, which is the same exact version the PHTA, the Pool Hot and Hot Tub Association uses. And if you need it in print, would be in the back of your CPO book, or I'm sure you can get it online at the National Plasterers Council's website. Days one through three, this is the biggest pain in the ass part of this whole process. This is where we got to adjust the water chemistry, and it might not be anywhere close to where you want it to be. So first things first, adjust your total alkalinity. We need to have that between 80 and 100 parts per million. If you need to add sodium bicarb to increase it from wherever it is to get it up to 80 parts per million, make sure you dissolve that dose into a bucket of water before you add it. We don't want to be broadcasting anything in a fresh plaster pool. If your total alkalinity is high, 
and we need to bring it down, then dilute your muriatic acid before you pour it in. So again, nothing's going straight into the pool without being dissolved in water or diluted in water. We want to adjust the pH next to 7.2 to 7.6. Anywhere in that range is perfectly fine. 7.2 to 7.6 is what we want. Then we want to test and adjust our calcium hardness level if it's low. We want to bring it up to at least 80 to 100 parts per million to start with. We don't need to bring it all the way up to where we want it in one shot. So 80 to 100 parts per million. Calcium chloride, that's the product that we're going to add to increase the calcium hardness level. Dilute this in water also. Again, nothing goes directly into the pool. Keep in mind this bucket is going to get super, super hot after you add the calcium chloride dose to it. The reason for that is calcium is exothermic, which means it generates heat as it dissolves. So when you pour it in, fuck, it's going to get super, super hot. We also do not want to add a dose any greater than 10 pounds at one time. If you have to add more than 10 pounds, wait three to four hours after the initial dose, then again, dilute it, add what you need. Keep doing that no more than 10 pounds at a shot. During your first day, your pump and filter are going to operate 24 and 7 during this time period. You're going to run it straight through, so turn that sucker on. We're not going to add chlorine for at least 48 hours. If we have a heater on the pool, that will not be turned on until this entire process is done after the 28 days that it takes for that plaster to cure. Day two, test your chemicals once again. Make sure that our total alkalinity is in that 80 to 100 part per million mark. The pH has to be 7.2 to 7.6 like we discussed. Now we can bring the calcium hardness up just a little bit more if it was low. Now I want to adjust between 100 and 150 parts per million. So on day one, we brought it up to 80 to 100. Today, we're bringing it up to 100 to 150. We're still going to use calcium chloride. We're going to dissolve it in a bucket of water. It's going to get really, really hot. We're going to pour it around the pool. Just remember, no more than 10 pounds of calcium chloride at a time. If we have to add more, We'll wait three to four hours. If you add calcium chloride and sodium bicarbonate at the same time or calcium chloride and sodium carbonate at the same time, you're going to cause a chemical reaction to occur in the pool. So I have a video on YouTube that shows exactly what happens. There's going to be four different byproducts as a result of this reaction. You're going to get a little bit of salt, a little bit of water, which you're not going to notice. You're going to get a ton of carbon dioxide. And you're also going to produce calcium carbonate which we're trying to avoid. This will turn the water milky white until the filter is able to pull it all out. Depending on the filtration system, that could be days, it could be a week or more. People are not going to be happy with you. So make sure that we do wait some time in between those two if we have to add bicarb or sodium carbonate and calcium chloride in the same day. Okay, day two, we got total alkalinity to 100 parts per million. The pH is between 7.2 and 7.6. We've adjusted our calcium hardness up to 100 to 150 parts per million. The filter is still running. The pump and filter is still running. We need that 24 and 7. Day three, test the chemicals once again. Total alkalinity, 80 to 100 parts per million. pH, 7.2 to 7.6. Calcium hardness, that wouldn't have dropped unless somebody removed water from the pool or if the pool had a leak. So pay attention to that as well. If the calcium hardness level drops, you might have a leak in that pool. Cross your fingers. It's not something that's too common in a brand new plaster job, but you never know what's going on in the plumbing. So day three is also the day that we can add chlorine. Bring the level up between one and a half to three parts per million. 
This we will also dilute, pour around the pool. Nothing goes directly into the pool. If we have a saltwater pool, we're still going to dissolve chlorine into a bucket of water or liquid we're going to dilute in a bucket of water and pour it around the pool. We're not going to add salt to the pool for the first 30 days. Brush the entire surface. We need to brush the entire surface of the pool for days one, two, and three at least twice a day. Days four through seven, I'm going to check my chemistry, total alkalinity, pH, calcium hardness. Maintain the ranges that we spoke of, 80 parts per million for total alkalinity, 7.2 to 7.6 for pH. Brushing the pool twice daily, pump and filter are still running 24 hours a day. On day four, bring calcium level up to 200 parts per million. Same as before, dilute it in a bucket of water. Bucket of water gets really hot. We pour it in around the pool. No more than 10 pounds each dose. We can also, if we plan on adding cyanuric acid to the water stabilizer, add that now as well. Bring that level up to 30 to 50 parts per million. Mix it into a slurry. Pour that slowly through the skimmer with the pump running. That's going to take quite some time to dissolve, but no worry because our filter's running constantly the whole time anyway. Brush the pool thoroughly after adding that cyanuric acid to the skimmer, just in case any of it did make its way back out through the returns. If you add the cyanuric acid, brush immediately afterwards as well. When we get to day seven, now, if we need to, only if we need to, if we still have some dust remaining from the plaster, which we shouldn't have a lot of dust if this is going correctly. If it's curing properly, there will not be a lot of plaster dust. But if we do still have some dust on the floor of the pool, it's absolutely okay to vacuum the pool with a hand vac brush style that they usually recommend for vinyl pools. That brush style vacuum is what we want. We do not want to use anything with wheels during this 28-day period of time. Not a wheeled vac head, not a hammerhead, not a riptide, not a bottom feeder. We don't want to use automatic cleaner that has wheels. Nothing. I wouldn't have an automatic cleaner in there anyway, whether it had wheels or not. Just the brush type. So days 7 through 28, we're still testing our water chemistry. We're making sure that we're keeping it in the range that we set. We're pretty much where we want to be right now, right? Total alkalinity at 80 to 100, pH at 7.2 to 7.6. And then we have our calcium hardness level. We're at 200 parts per million. That's as high as we're going to bring it up. Once we're not seeing a lot of dust in the pool any longer, and like I said, there shouldn't have been a lot to start with if this was done correctly. Now at this point, we can start to brush a little bit less often. Once a week is what the National Plasterers Council recommends. At that point, you can still do twice a week. You can do three times a week. You should be out there every day balancing the chemistry anyway. And then just remember when you do dilute chemicals or dissolve chemicals, you always fill the bucket with water first. We want to be safe. Then pour the chemical, whatever it is, into that bucket of water. That's the Cliff Notes version. The How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook, written by pool water chemistry expert Rudy Stankowitz, will be the most comprehensive guide on algae prevention and remediation you will ever own. Algae is the single most encountered swimming pool problem noted worldwide, but it doesn't have to be a problem for you. Purchase your copy of the How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook on Amazon, today. 
Oh, I wanted to tell you, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when you were asking me about the, not the backpack, but the compact, right? And I said, I'd never seen one. Well, guess what? This one has it. This one has a compact, not a backpack. There you go. And it's cartridge filters, which I've also never seen before in the pit. I've never, uh, I've never seen that before. So I, the first time the filter was cleaned, I was not the one to have to do it. Somebody else came, but now I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. So I'm not afraid or anything like that. It's just, you know, a new process that I'm going to have to go through. So in case you're not in Florida, because all Florida commercial pools up to, or pretty much all commercial pools in Florida up to maybe a hundred thousand gallons have vacuum filter systems with a surge pit where the elements are actually inside of that surge pit and the pump pulls the water through the filter instead of pushing it through. The norm is diatomaceous earth where we have the circular, we used to call them Anthony grids. The circular grids are mm-hmm. in succession in the filter and that's what we pull the DE through. So this manufacturer she's speaking about now has vacuum side cartridge filters. Yeah, um, uh, it's going to be interesting. So we'll see. You're going to have to pull them out to clean them because there's no way you're going to be, oh, yeah. you're not going to be cleaning them thoroughly while they're still in that surge pit. So you're going to have to no, pull them I out. I can't imagine so how. You're going to have to take that wing nut off the top, pull out each one inside of each element. There's going to be a PVC pipe, like a skeleton with holes throughout. Mm-hmm. So that way it keeps it in shape. If you ever forget to put that pipe back in there, oh, that no. filter, that cartridge is going to have it's the gonna most- It's going to go blown right back get, into the pool. Well, no, it's going to get the most lovely hourglass oh. shape. It sucks it all in. I see what you mean. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. Nothing, nothing hard. It just took a little bit longer. Well, I guess there's like a, there is a vacuum pump set up there right now. I think it's just the, there's still some things that are still under construction. The pool's not like the, the pool's finished, but there's a couple of things that aren't completely finished. And um, so, yeah, so I should be able to drain the tank at least, which might make getting the cartridges in and out a little easier without having to like fight with the water and well, you'll still do the same pro- myself. <laughs> you'll still do the same process. So you'll still clean them as the water's draining down. But realistically, uh, gotcha. unless you fit in that surge pit, with those it's small it's a small so one. then pulling them out is what that's going to need in order to clean them thoroughly because of all yeah, the because the pleats i have one like that i have one oops i dropped my penny that i was fiddling with um they i have one where that it has a surge tank and then it has a pressure side cartridge filter there well there's no it's there's no filter inside the surge tank it's just a surge tank i see what you're talking about so it just draws the water from there and then that's mm-hmm. ultimately an anti-entrapment part of the virginia graham baker Device. act is one of these secondary anti-entrapment devices because there's no direct suction on the main drain or any of the suction the outlets gutters, yeah, during the operation of that of that system set up that way. So that's why that's set up that way. So anyway, so back to your startup. What do we got going on? They can be a pain. How's it going? The biggest pain about it is the brushing, honestly, because... You know, normally you don't really have to worry about brushing the floor of a pool unless, you know, you have some stuff going on that you need to brush, obviously. But with the startup, with the plaster, you have to brush every little bit of plaster that you see, the steps, you know, the ledges, floor, the whole entire thing. Otherwise you get like streaking. Big pool. Weird patterns um i i think it was sixty thousand gallons they said so i mean i have a regular sized uh pole what do they go from eight feet to 12 feet i think is the standard eight to 16 that's what i um same as 12 just a little bit more (laughs) yeah so it's just you know whatever anyway my pole reaches all the way to the middle if i extend it out core has wonders (laughs) for this child go ahead so your pole does what shut up 
You were talking about your pole. When I extend okay. it, <laughs> when I extend it all the way, I can pretty much get it to the center of the pool, like all the way. Pretty to the much, middle. pretty Almost, much, but not quite. Yeah, I mean, it covers all of the pool. It's just you know a little bit of a. Stretch. So now you're getting the pool girl guns. That's right. That's a heck of a workout. That's right, the pool girl workout. It is. It is it really one is. mother of a workout, and especially because I'm using the um, I'm using the 24 inch brush. You are ragamuffin gangster. You guys sure. nowadays with these lightweight light poles, aluminum, graphite, all that stuff. The only telepole I've ever used is my yellow fiberglass telepole, nice. which got away 15 pounds more than any pole that's on the market nowadays. That's a workout. And you know what? I enjoyed it and I loved it. And I, even when the other options came up, I was like, why, man? This is part of my workout. It keeps me in shape. Trust me, it did. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the pole I have right now, I purchased in 2008. And then I used it through the entire rest wow. of the time that I was doing swimming pool service. And it is the pole that I use at my home pool now. So how old is that? That's old. It's a really old pole. It's not splintering. You still I have still that have it. You should post it to the virtual pool. I was going to like, when, when I die, I'm going to autograph it and hang it on the wall. But it it's <laughs> faded. It's not splintered or anything like that. But I do still have that pole. Best damn pole. That's the nice. best. I feel I, like um, I use the sea lion. I feel pose. like Paul Bunyan sometimes. Did you hear it? Did you? <laughs> well, go you... ahead. You feel like a sea lion? You said? Oh, I... No, I said I use the sea. <laughs> I look like a sea lion. I saw I use a sea lion pole. I go through them though. I can't keep them because I use the the riptide puts some stress on the on the you know at the at the end there they crack. Okay, gotcha. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Speaking of telepoles and my yellow pole, I don't know how closely <laughs> you follow Instagram or the things and the conversations and the, the whatnots about Instagram, but I issued a challenge. Prepare to fight. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Yes. Oh. There's, oh, is it your pool ninja It challenge? is kind of a pool ninja challenge because there's this dude, right? His name is JJ Flawless. I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he's part of the Pool Nation podcast. He's one of the hosts oh. of the Pool Nation podcast, and they refer to him as the quickest net in the West. Hmm. So I decided, I don't know where that title came from, who gave him that title. I have no idea, but <laughs> my, Are we issuing I a have challenge? issued a challenge. My old broke-ass body with my yellow pole up against him and his fancy new fangled, he's got the one with the monkey on it. Do you know what kind of pole that is? The primate. That's the one. Him and his primate graphite pole. I knew which one it nice. was. I was just being an idiot. But JJ nice. Flawless has accepted the challenge. And this is something that Ooh. we're going to do sometime in 2022. I don't know when. I don't know where. But I will find him. Round one. Fight. Let me tell you. But the thing is, is <laughs> I, hey. I'm out of the game. I'm broken. I'm coming back. I feel like, you know, like when Mike Tyson stepped back into the ring. You know, it's the great prophet, L.L. Cool J. He said, 
You know, sometimes I sit in my room and I stare at the wall in the back of my mind. I hear a memory call. Well, that memory for me, that's going to be J.J. Flawless not being able to keep up while skimming the pool. Ooh, I'll be your second. I'll step in. <laughs> I, you can tag. I'll tag in if you need me. No tag team unless. Well, yeah. Well, he's got two other hosts on his side over there too, so it could be the two of us. I'll take both. I'll take on the other two. The three of them. <laughs> they were actually. I heard them uh, yesterday. I listened to them. They were talking to some podcast hosts from Australia. I can tell you. I so I just thought that that was. I follow them on Instagrams. So well, there you go. Well, then I can't believe that you missed this. But anyway, so yeah, speaking of teleport. I saw yours. I did not. Somehow I didn't see theirs. I don't Instagram a whole lot. Instigate? What did you say? Instagram. Because I, I know you better than <laughs> that. <laughs> There's no one who instigates more than you do. Holy crap. Did you hear the news? The Talking Pools podcast now has a regular column in Pool Magazine. It is the hottest new trade mag in the industry. The edgy morning radio show style podcast with Rudy and Andrea is now on the pages of the magazine known for keeping a finger on the pulse of the pool industry. Yes, both print and digital. Download the poolmagazine.com app on Google Play today. The Borate Plaster Startup is actually very, very similar to the National Plaster Council Startup, the one that the PHTA uses. This one, the Borate Startup, was developed by Bob Blowery, who passed a couple of months ago. Bob had put this together, and the levels are a little bit higher. Again, these adjustments are made on the first day as well. We're going to raise the pH up to 7.5. Then you're going to take your total alkalinity to 90 parts per million. Again, that's done on the first day. The calcium hardness, we're going to bring it straight up to 150 parts per million. And then we're going to add our boric acid. Remember, we want to leave some distance in between a dose of sodium bicarbonate or sodium carbonate and calcium chloride if we have to increase that calcium hardness level. Add our dose of boric acid right there on day one with the rest of the chemicals. We're going to shoot for a level of 50 parts per million. The dose is 23.875 pounds per 10,000 gallons. We're not going to add that all at once. What you need to do is take the total amount that you need to add. We're going to break that into thirds, dilute it, pour it around the pool, give it two or three hours, add the second dose. Again, the same thing for the third dose. And then by day three, we've brought the calcium hardness level all the way up to 350 parts per million. Again, total alkalinity is still at 90 parts per million. pH is at 7.5 and our borate level is at 50 parts per million. So you're going to want to make sure that you did pick up a borate test kit so that we can confirm that that's the level that we hit. We don't want to be lower than 50 parts per million, but we definitely don't want to be higher. And again, the only way we could lower that level if we did accidentally overshoot it would be to remove water from the pool. So we don't want to put ourselves in that situation either. It's important to have calcium in the water. Very, very similar to the startup procedure that the National Plaster Council had put together that we went through, that I went through with you a little bit earlier. All right, so back to this, back to this startup. So you're brushing this pool. Oh, yeah, with, startups. Yeah, that's what we were talking about there. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you're the one <laughs> doing the different methods. Yeah, your startup. I Go know. Ahead. So yeah, there's like a few different methods, but um, I tend to follow the one 
that you can find uh, detailed in the back of the CPO book. Okay, I know what you're talking about. That's appendix number yeah. 20. Appendix 28. Sure. My book says A8, but my book is from 2016. So A8, 28. It's the same thing. A is the first letter in the alphabet. Two is the second letter. We don't count one because it's not an even, it's not an even number. So that's why I went with that one. Go ahead. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was wrong. So anyway, um, (laughs) you know, I'm pulling numbers out of the air here. Give me a break. That was close enough. Well, you were, you were, you were about as close with the A8 as I was with the 12 foot to the 16 foot. I don't think so, because I think that knowing that your pole goes from eight foot to 16 foot is a whole different thing than me guessing a page number out of the back of a book. Listen, I am going to ask now tomorrow. I'm going to ask tomorrow because I'm pretty positive that my pole is 12 foot. Anyway. You know, you're going to catch a rash of shit over that one. I'm just saying. Well, then don't don't post it yet. Let's let's let post me double it. check on don't it. Don't post it yet. <laughs> don't let me double check. All right, all right, whatever. So <laughs> so you're out there running around with your 12-foot pole that just happens to be 4 foot shorter than everybody else's pole, but that's cool. So you're brushing this pole. No wonder why it's uh, so you hard know what for you. I'm thinking of your, your no, pole you suffers know what I'm from thinking of. what? Is because there is there is a shorter pole that go that's like goes from six foot to 12 foot. And I just got them both smushed together. But is it in your truck? No. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever I go, hey, I need a pole, they go, do you want this one or this one? They actually, (laughs) well, anyway. Well, that's nice of them to offer offer you the smaller pole. That's sweet. The smaller pole is better for the pools that are screened in. That's what they say. But you know what? To be honest with you, I've never had an issue. Me and my yellow pole fiberglass i've never had an i mean i've had a couple of issues but i just have been so used to using the big ones the longer one that the shorter one just seems i mean you know whatever if you have a pool well the purpose is so they don't pop out screen panels right so but you know cool but there's like there's 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 some pools that have very narrow walkways between like the pool and some screened areas so a a big long pole behind you will definitely knock you into the pool i know because i've done it i think the pole should be in ratio to the person's height so you go if you're a normal size person you go with a normal size pole (laughs) however if you're what's the correct political term nowadays for short people is that the correct term i was gonna go with midget but midget's wrong right yeah that's not well then i think you mean little people little people all right, so if you're a little people, then then you use the 6 to 12 foot. Okay. Okay, so that works. All right, I'm going sure. to hell. Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm short, so I would need a longer pole. I'm actually part midget, and I can – it's true. I'm part, the Irish part of my family, they're a bunch of very tiny people. Some of them are not even four foot tall. And I, so many midgets have – been in that side of my family that they were actually excited when I was born normal size. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Dancing beat. Hi, everyone. I'm your best friend. Back in town again. Hi, everyone. I'm your best friend. Back in town again. 
with this bicarbonate startup, the folks at On Balance. Here we're looking at a goal of the number 500. It's all about the number 500. So test your calcium hardness level in your fill water. Also test your total alkalinity in your fill water. If your calcium hardness level is at 200 parts per million, that means we'll want to make up the difference in that 500 with total alkalinity. We need to get the total alkalinity up to, in this scenario, 300 parts per million. If your calcium hardness level in your fill water is at 250 parts per million, we'll want the total alkalinity at 250 parts per million. So no matter what the numbers are, we want the total to equal 500. This is where you'll go with a delivery system. 55-gallon drum, you'll have a female port on the back that accepts the garden hose from your fill water. You'll have three ports, and that's midpoint on the back. You'll have three ports about four inches from the top on the pool side that will forward any water that comes in out and into the pool. You'll add your dose of bicarbonate necessary to bring the amount of water in the pool up to whatever we've determined the number to be in the examples we gave, either the 250 parts per million or the 300 parts per million. So we're not increasing it by that much. We're just bringing it up that way our total is at 500. You have to go every single day for at least that first week. So what the folks at On Balance figured out was that in a traditional startup, what happens is a form of calcium bleeds off into the water from the plaster surface that's known as calcium hydroxide. And then with a pH that's high, that actually precipitates back out and settles on the surface of scales, which is also the plaster dust that you typically see for the first two to three weeks. So to reduce that, they came up with this method. Dust not being so much of an issue anymore. So if I need 300 parts per million of total alkalinity because my calcium hardness was at 200, but my total alkalinity in the fill water is 100, that means that I need to add enough bicarb to that bucket to bring it up by 200 parts per million. Add that dose to the bucket first, then begin to add the fill water to the bucket. Once the bucket is full, we'll check the pH of the water in that bucket. If it's 8.3 or higher, we're going to need a full range pH test because that's beyond what phenol red can test. Then we're going to add a quart of muriatic acid to that bucket. Once the water is in the pool, my total alkalinity should still be high. I want it to still be upwards of 100 to 300 parts per million. So, and I want it to remain there for the solid month. pH is probably going to be on the high side, but I want to keep it around that 7.7 mark. So I'm going to have to make adjustments to my chemistry accordingly. Calcium hardness level, I want that if it was at 200, that's great, but I want it to definitely be in the ideal range of 200 to 400 parts per million. But again, keep in mind, I need that number to equal 500. So don't overdose it and increase it beyond that number. 30 days with the total alkalinity high afterwards, then we can start adding the muriatic acid to bring it down. Now, in either this borate startup or this bicarbonate startup, the rest of the steps are the same as far as brushing. We're not going to use anything with wheels. We're not going to, we're only going to use a vacuum that has a brush. If we have to add chemicals to make adjustments, we're going to dilute them or dissolve them into a bucket of water. The pool, we're going to have to be on top of it in any of these scenarios for a solid 30 days before the plaster is cured. So you're going to want to make sure that you have the filter on. Okay, that's very important because you want that water circulating and filtering for all the dust particles, all the dirt, the debris. You don't want stuff settling. You could end up with stuff stuck to the surface. You could end up with stains. Pretty much anything 
you could end up staining the pool with pretty much anything. You're going to want to test the chemicals. Typically, chlorine is not recommended for quite some time. I do know some people that put chlorine in like right from the start and I just... I don't know. What do we want the chemical yes. levels? So no, no chlorine. I, chlorine is not recommended. Um, you want to just wait on that for as long as possible. So you're going to want to keep your pH low, keep your alkalinity, um, you know, at within range. You don't want to, you know, drop your right. alkalinity. Give me, stop 80. being vague. I want the numbers. You say I need to keep my pH I low did. for total alkalinity, but where's your pH low? What the hell does that mean? At two? No, you keep the pH low below, below. Low, excuse me. Oh, between 7.2 and 7. Keep a low pH between 7.2 to 7.6. Total alkalinity, you want to keep it at an 80. I feel like it helps with the plaster dust. I help, I feel like it helps clear it up a little quicker. Um, okay. I, I don't know if that's just me. or You want the total alkalinity at 80? That's what you said? At 80. That's what I keep Be- it around, yes. Before you were so rudely or Rudy interrupted. Rudy interrupted. Um, I, I think... I mean the what's so the the alkalinity range actually is sixty right the low the low end of the acceptable 60, range sixty to one eighty yes so you could you could take the alkalinity down to sixty if you really wanted to that kind of makes me nervous I just like to keep it at eighty okay fair enough um, and then you want to make sure that there are no um, you know animals that go in the pool no pets. <laughs> No kids, no celebrating your new pool while it's filling that first week. Um, And then you also want to do no wheels, nothing with wheels. So no cleaners, no vacuums, you know, no robots um, and no salt for the first 30 days. The salt is going to affect the curing of the plaster. It's going to raise the pH, all of those things that you don't want. It's important to have calcium in the water because we all know... So we, we all know what happens when there's no calcium in the water, right? What happens? I don't know. You No, this is, I get to ask you questions. What happens? Yeah. So when there's no calcium in the water, it gets the calcium that it needs, right? It has to be oversaturated with calcium and carbonate because if it's not, then it pulls what it needs from the wall and floor of the pools, especially right now, such a critical time because the plaster hasn't fully cured yet. That All that stuff goes on uh, during your first day of filling. No stabilizer. That comes last. Keep a low 7.2 pH. Keep a balanced alkalinity. At okay. Eight. How often no are we brushing at Keep this point? calcium. Oh, you want to brush it every day? More than that if you can. Twice a day if you can. Once a day for sure. I actually... Oh, no, I didn't go on Christmas Day. I went okay. on Christmas Eve. I went over there. Gotcha. And okay. And then week two, what's different in week? Because this is a, this is a 28-day process. Um, well, that's when you can, you can start adding the chlorine, I think, around the second week. At some point we have to start adding chlorine right right? i mean you're in south florida this isn't something we can play with and that's why some people um do add some chlorine you know whatever um i i like to wait at least at least a week i added chlorine on day eight of the startup that i'm doing and i only added like a gallon i did not add um because our jugs are two and a half gallons. So I didn't even add a full jug. I only added the, you know, the one gallon. Um, And then I just like to keep the pH low. You know, you have a less chance of things growing in a lower pH, not saying it's impossible. But Um, so week two, I'm only going three times a week. The the dust is cleared up the last time that I went. It got a little teeny bit cloudy, but not, not super, not super bad. So I added the stabilizer I added yesterday, actually. And then the calcium, I added that a few days ago. It's just, it's just 
Oh, well, it's, I mean, the real reason is that's just what the guy said. He's like, three days a week is fine now. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Go with the plaster, the, the visual observation of the, of the dust not being so much of an issue anymore. But you know what? It brings up a good point because if you do pick up one of these startups and you are not the builder of the pool, always, always defer to the builder instructions because they're the one who built it. They're the one who's going to have to handle a problem. They're the ones that's going to have to warranty it. And it's their customer. Exactly. That is an excellent suggestion. I was going to say something to that effect, which is part of the reason, um, you know, when I said in the beginning of there are lots and lots of different ways to do the startups. So if you ever pick up a job like this, like Rudy just said, make sure you talk to whoever it is that is responsible for the pool. If you're not the builder, if you're not the, you know, service company that's going to take care of it, you just want to make sure you do it how it's expected to be done. So there's a great opportunity here for folks that have shied away from taking on these startups. Yeah, you know what? Big pain in the ass. It's 30 days, right? 30 days of the pool being a pain in the ass. There's a lot of work involved. If you take it off. you have to go. I was just going to say, you know, you have to go every single day for at least that first week. So if it was timed differently, I would have had to go Christmas Day. So you just have to be prepared for stuff like that. But for me, it was worth it, you know, because... But you're being paid to go, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. So you get paid for the startup. Yeah, don't do it for free. (laughs) You get paid for the startup. And then once the 28 days is done, you assume that account as a customer and then you just roll forward. It's a great way to pick up business if you build this relationship with a builder. Yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, well, the 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 service company that work, is working with the builder who I'm working, you know, doing this for, they're down south, and I happen to live, you know, right near here, so it worked out really well. Yeah, fantastic, awesome. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. That was really super cool. So, oh, thanks. Came out good. Did I, you didn't yell at me for much. And on that note, before I yell and scream, we're going to take it out of here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. We've made it into season, season two. Second season. Yeah, we're, we're running on a year schedule. So yeah, this is the second season. And cool. we had a fabulous 33 episodes in year one. And uh, we're just really excited for everybody that, you know, tunes in and listens. And, you know, we love uh, hearing from you guys. Hit us up, talkingpools at gmail.com. You can get us on the Facebook page. If you join us in the Talking Pools group on Facebook, we'd love to hear from you there, too. Uh, Just, you know, leave a review, say nice things, and we'll catch you all later. Be good. All right. Thanks for listening. Like Rudy said, um, follow us all, you know, hit us up, ask us questions. And um, that's pretty much all I got. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 